G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. We sold a thousand albums and I wasn't gigging. I wasn't really out there doing it. And people said, well, who wrote the lyrics? Um, We did. Yeah, but who did the music? Um, We did. Yeah, but who? Well, we did it all. And they went, well, how do you know how to do that? Eric, I can only put it down to God because we didn't know. We didn't know we couldn't do it, so we did it anyway. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story, where today we have some country music for you from New South Wales singer Jane Kellaway. Besides being a singer, Jane Kellaway is also a three-time Australian People's Choice Award winner for Most Popular Country Music Presenter and has her own nationwide radio program. Today she shares the role Faith plays in her life and how she and her husband were introduced to faith in the Lord at a multi-level marketing conference, which is not exactly the usual place someone hears an invitation to accept Christ. Jane's chatting with Eric Scatterbo. We know we can count on him, solid as a rock. Cool, calm and collected, the saviour of the day, Martha married a man. Oh yeah, Martha married a man. That's the song, Mama Married a Man, by country music singer Jane Kellaway, who joins us today from a community radio station in MacArthur, New South Wales, where she has a weekly program. Jane Kellaway, welcome to the program. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me, mate. Glad to have you on. And that song, Mama Married a Man, I believe you think about your husband when you sing that song. Is that right? Well, I probably should say that he wrote it about himself. (laughs) So that's why I think about him when I sing it, most definitely. Yeah, he's a pretty good songwriter, my hubby. That's one of the neat things about the two of you. You make music together. We do. He mostly comes up with most of the lyrics. Um, I kind of tweak a few things here and there in case, you know, you could have better English or, (laughs) you know, it might flow a little bit better. And then I put the music to it. We look at that and, uh, and I think, oh, that sounds a bit like someone else's song. We better change that. And yeah, so it's a joint effort, you might say. That's great. Well, I had the pleasure of meeting your husband, Fred, a few weeks ago when he was in Melbourne on business, and he got to chatting with a group of us guys. We have a Wednesday evening Bible study, and he joined us for the study, and we were talking to him, but all he wanted to talk about was his wonderful country music singing wife. So I said, I have to hear this music and get to know a bit of your story. Mate, he does that all the time. Everywhere I go, when people meet me, they say, oh, your husband just loves you so much. All he does is talk about you. And I mate, I am so blessed and highly favoured when it comes to having a husband like him. He's, he is truly wonderful. I'm, I really am a lucky lady. Well, we want to find out how the two of you met and a little bit of your story and how you got to be a country music singer. Okay, well, here's the short version because it could go on for a little while. Um, we actually met in the lounge room of my auntie's home. Now, mum's the eldest. My auntie's only a couple of years younger, sorry, older than me. And we met on our way to a bodybuilding competition. 
bodybuilding competition? Yes, yeah. Fred is a champion bodybuilder. He was Mr. New South Wales back in 85. Really? Yeah, yeah. If, if I would have known that, I would have been a lot nicer to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he still looks pretty good today, I must admit, when he shapes up against one of our sons who's just starting in that arena. He still looks pretty good, I'll tell you right now. But uh, that's how we met. We we just hit it off straight away. I have a dancing background. And mm-hmm. so, in actually, in physical culture, some of your listeners might understand. And we just, we clicked. And I was really impressed that he wasn't trying to hit on me straight away and, you know, the norm sort of thing. He was very respectful and he invited me to come and see him work. And I went, oh, what do you do at the club? Do you collect glasses? And he went, no, I'm a bouncer. I went... Oh, oh, okay. I don't know. I'm all of 18 years of age when I meet him. He's 27, so there's a big difference in our ages. So, yeah, that was, I don't know, coming up to 30 years marriage in May of this year. Wow. Yeah, long time, mate, long time. And then how did Faith come into the picture? Uh, Okay, well, we I was raised a Catholic and just sort of I don't know I was always looking for something more I just figured there was more than just going to church of a Sunday and raised in the era that if you don't go to church you're going to hell that kind of an era <laughs> unfortunately um thankfully mum doesn't believe that anymore and I was at a I just had our first daughter so Brittany was born and Fred and I were at an Amway convention in Sydney and a part of the convention, because people come from all over Australia, they put on a non-denominational Sunday service for those that can't get to church. Mm-hmm. We went and we sat right up the very back because it's like, I don't really want to be there. But I did because I was curious. So mm-hmm. I'd never heard of Hillsong music or anything like that. And from memory, I'm pretty sure it was Darlene Check or someone like her oh, that wow. was, yeah, was doing the service that day. They bought Hillsong in. And they, I love the music. Like the music just got me straight up. I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. And they did an altar call. I excused myself from hubby and went down and went, I've just got to go to the loo, you know, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. And I went to the bathroom, came back to the side of the stage, and that was it. I was gone. I was, I was all in, mate. I was there. I was not leaving and just crying and weeping. And I knew that God wanted to do something special in my life. I always believed that. I didn't quite know what that looked like, but I just I knew that I was I wasn't just meant to be a sheep and follow, you know, I was mm. meant to do something. And through that business came to know the Lord. Freddie came to know the Lord probably six months later. And that's a whole nother story in itself. I can remember him trying to actually escape from a Sunday service and God just smacked him down face first into the ground. He's bawling his eyes out and, of course, all the people around just comforting him and saying, it's okay, mate, it's okay. You know, this is a good thing. Um, yeah, so that was 26, well, actually coming up to twenty, yeah, 26 years ago because our daughter's just had her birthday. So that's how it all began. Do you remember anything of the content of the message you heard that really touched your heart so much? No, no. I can just remember the feeling of being in that room and just Mm. being overwhelmed. It was more or less just warm and fuzzies, I I can remember. Even sitting here now, I can feel my heart beating just talking about it. And I can feel the emotion 
Yeah, I can feel it. I, I, I'm not going to cry, but I can feel it welling up inside me just talking about it. And I know now that that's God's love. That is something I know and can testify to, that that feeling I get is God's love for me. So you mm. just knew that there was something more yeah. in the spiritual dimension. Yeah, and I didn't know what. And I could see all the joy on people's faces. I said to them one day, do you think I could be a part of what you do? And they went, well, sure. They didn't even ask me if I could sing. They just said, yeah, come along, come and sing. And for, I don't know, a couple of years, I kind of felt like the the weak link because they could all sing and I couldn't. So Fred said to me, look, we've got $20 a week that you spare. Why don't you go and have a singing lesson? And that led me to getting my confidence up, I suppose. And then a singing teacher saying to me, you know, you really lend yourself to country music. I went, oh, really? Are you sure? Like anything but country? Because in my eyes, country music was the dog died, the old man down the road (laughs) ran off with the old lady and they're both dead around. You know, it was that kind of, I didn't know. So you just wanted to sing. You didn't. I just wanted to sing. I didn't know what it was going to look like. But you know what? Even though my roots were in country music with what I do, and and I suppose I chose country because, let's face it, I was no spring chicken, 18 years of age, singing. I'm 30 now by the time I really decide to do something with my life. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be a pop star. I I refuse to dress like half of them anyway, so Mm -hmm. that wasn't going to help me. And I just knew that wasn't where I wanted to be. And funnily enough... We found that we could write songs. We could write country songs and we could write gospel and Christian songs too. So it just seemed natural to continue down those paths. And yes, I love my country, but my heart's with my gospel for sure. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about gospel later on in the conversation. Now, had you and Fred ever written songs before this? No, never. He used to write me poetry when we were dating. Oh, wow. Yes. I Fred, have what to. a romanticist. I know, right? Well, <laughs> it just goes to figure. Don't look, he's great. He doesn't want to buy me flowers, though, because let's face it, they die. So I've got to actually work on that a little bit more. But um, he is a romantic and he's, he's thoughtful. He always puts me first, always in everything, every decision he makes. And yes, he has to have the final say, but he wants to make sure that I'm right with it first. Yep, we agree on that. No, because, well, babe. I've got to live with it, and I've got to make the decision. So, yeah, he always looks after me. It's wonderful. So he was supportive of you right from the start as far as you getting into singing? Well, yeah, and really with everything, even when it comes to being a radio announcer, I remember I'd just released the album, the country album. It was, oh, I don't know, 07, I think it was. And we were living in the MacArthur area at the time, And a radio station up on the central coast was looking for people to help out in any way, shape or form. And he saw the ad in the, what we call the Country Capital News, which is just a publication for country artists to, you know, be a part of and learn what's going on in the industry. And he said, hey, babe, why don't you give them a ring and see what you can do? I went, well, what what am I going to do? Like, I don't know. He said, look, ring and find out. And they had a presenter's course that had just started. So I traveled. It was an hour and a half to two hours every week to go and learn. Well, that's what you do, right? You just do what you've got to do. I did that every week for, I don't know, whatever it was, 10 or 12 weeks. They gave me my own radio show, would you believe? And every step along the way, I was doing pre-records. And hubby says, you need to learn how to interview people. I can't interview. Yes, you can. You can do it. You know you can do it. 
and then it was running live shows. I can't do that. Yes, babe, you know you can. I believe in you. You can do anything. Now, if you were to look at my studio here in the MacArthur, well, the sounds of MacArthur, 100.3 FM, mm-hmm. I run four computers, three phones, text messages, Facebook, this, that, and the oh, other, people goodness. coming in and out, you know, but it was a process, and every step along the way, Hubby's always been there to encourage me. Even he will do it to the day I die. I know he will because that's just the man that he is. Now, do you just play your own music? No, I <laughs> hate playing my own music. I get I cringe even when you wanted to play my CD. I go, oh, do you have to? Because like that was ten years ago. We knew nothing. We didn't know what we didn't know. That's how green we were. Mm-hmm. I have learned how to sing since then. Thank goodness for that. Oh, that, that uh, could come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And you learn things. I, we did that on a, on a little Casio keyboard. I literally, Fred would say to me, babe, I've got this idea for a song. And he would say, I want it to go da-da-da. I go, okay. So I'd go da-da-da. And I'd find those three notes on the keyboard. And it took me a while. And then I'd work out, okay, what chord could that be? Okay. And thank goodness for my Casio, I had written every note on the key so I knew where my A, Bs and Cs all were. <laughs> we're talking real basic here. Oh, 100%, 100%. And then used the backing of it, the Casio to give me an idea of how I want it to go. So we sold a thousand albums and I wasn't gigging. I wasn't really out there doing it. And people said, well, who wrote the lyrics? Um, we did. Yeah, but who did the music? Um, we did. Yeah, but who? I, well, we did it all. And they went, well, how do you know how to do that? Eric, I can only put it down to God because we didn't know. Mm. We, we didn't know we couldn't do it, so we did it anyway. Oh, now I have a guys. bit more knowledge. It's dangerous, <laughs> you know, because you start to second guess. Is it good enough? Is it good enough? Mm. But you know what? I think when God's underneath it all, it doesn't matter if it's meant to be. He'll find the way. Whether you have that doubt or not, he will find the way. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with country music singer and radio presenter Jane Kellaway, who is joining us from a community radio station in MacArthur, New South Wales. Next, we'll hear more of her story and more of her music when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're continuing with Eric Scadabo chatting with country music singer and radio presenter Jane Kellaway about her story and the role faith plays in her life. Before the break, she shared about how she broke into the country music scene. Next, she shares how her popularity began to grow, thanks in large to her super supportive husband, Fred. Well, I guess when Fred would be out carpet cleaning, which is the industry we are in, mm-hmm. he would say to his clients, oh, you've got to check out this song. My, my wife just did this CD. So and once again, he's bragging about you. He's bragging about <laughs> me, as always. And if they had kids, then they'd play the song for crying out loud. It always seems to happen when I'm talking on the phone or when I try to work or want to be alone. 
Yeah, that's what my dad used to say to us. He'd say, for crying out loud, will you kids be quiet? <laughs> <laughs> and I found myself doing the same thing. I've got four kids and right now the girls are 26 and 24 and the boys are 22 and 20. So they're pretty close in age. So it was never a dull moment in my house. Okay, but they're kind of past the stage of sitting in the back of the car saying, when are we going to get there? <laughs> uh, you'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, they are definitely past it. They, uh, they're good kids. I, again, I am very blessed to have four great kids that love mum, love dad. They don't quite understand why I do what I do. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. You're a mother and all of a sudden they're, you know, they're going to school and their mother is out singing country music. What, what did they think about you being a singer? Oh, not much. <laughs> they just think they they don't understand. They don't understand that it's when it's in you, you've just got to do it. It's one of those things. But having said that, they're always supportive, and they will come to things when they were little. They'd always come and support me. And if I needed them there today, they would be there for me. I don't ask them because country's mm-hmm. not really their thing. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if, if it meant enough for me to ask them to be there, they would. And that's all that matters to me. Okay, and now let's get back. I kind of got distracted there. <laughs> it's all let's right. get back to how did it all start to grow, your career in country yeah. music? Well, those, again, just Fred being out there and, and promoting me to to people that he was cleaning for at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, you, you, the community radio side of things really started to take off. And what I would do is I, I do two shows. So I do a, a national radio show that goes around the country on a Thursday morning called Good Morning Country and then I do my local one straight after in um, MacArthur Community Radio Mm -hmm. so what I would do is when I was out there I'd give albums away to all my listeners I'd say would you like an album I'd you know thanks for your support I'll send you an album so you your fan base tends to grow and of course Mm -hmm. social media as well doing a few things any way to get your music out there you know to see it grow and just wonderful people other radio stations my dad rings me every Mother's Day and says so and so in Brisbane's playing your song again and I go (laughs) what really you know but they do they play She's an Angel every Mother's Day She picks me up When I am downtrodden Believes in me always The silver lining on the darkest cloud The sunshine after mum is an angel and I always say to everybody if you don't get on with my mother you're the one with the problem <laughs> because <laughs> truly she is an angel and she never had a lot of confidence growing up in her life and you know I suppose mum's just over 70 now and always been in the in the background you know supporting dad with business uh, supporting us kids with our well actually back at the time our sport and everything that we were doing but she's just an angel. She's got the most beautiful temperament. 
She's a prayer. Man, is that woman a prayer warrior. She says to me every now and again, she goes, Dull, we have to figure out to get some of these people off the list, she said, because I'm falling asleep trying to do my prayers before I go to sleep at night. Or she says, God, I'll have to put you on hold there. I need to come back in the morning to finish. So she said, it's just a revolving door with her prayer life. And through her prayer life, we have such a wonderful family and I'm, I'm eternally grateful. And my hubby always says, you know, your mum's an angel. She's a true angel. And she is. She is an angel sent from heaven. I really, truly believe that. Till the end, soft and gentle, pure of heart. She's an angel. She's my mom. Soft and gentle, pure of That's the song, She's an Angel, by our guest today, Jane Kellaway. Now, we've been talking about a number of things in your life, and all pretty rosy. You have a great relationship with your husband, Fred, who co-writes uh, the music with you. But there have been some challenges in life. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. I think everybody has their own stuff that they go through. And uh, suppose for me, you might people might be saying, well, you, it's been 10 years since you've done an album. Well... Yeah, it's more than that. But a lot of a lot of things have happened in that time. I had one of my kids just go through a really, really hard time. And I don't know, you'd get a phone call and say she was in hospital. Her health wasn't real good and just made some poor choices. But through all that, just pressing into God's word and trying to... And, and I say trying to trust him because... It's hard. You can mm. put your trust for so long and then you, you tend to take it back. And then I give it to him again and then I tend to take it back. So every day my prayer is, Lord, I lay my life at your feet and take up my cross and follow you, whatever that might mean. Mm. And you know what? And that daughter today loves the Lord. She is, she's probably not a closet Christian. I don't mean it in that way. I mean it in a way that she's a bit more reserved. She wouldn't be out there on the streets evangelizing. But you know what? She sees things and she hears things and God speaks to her and she knows his voice and she passes those things on and she has seen just miracles happen around her Mm. in that arena just by passing a word on. So I'm grateful that she's been able to come back to the Lord and, and start walking with him again. And also... We just need to take back our cities for Christ, one household at a time, you know, one city at a time. And I want to be a part of all that because um, God's moving, mate. God is moving (laughs) and we need revival here in this country. It's great to have it overseas, but we want it here and we need it here. So my hand's up for all that and where it all leads, I'm... I'm a little bit scared because it's new ground, Mm -hmm. but you know what? I trust God and I trust the people God's put around me and have trust my hubby. So if he says I can do it, I can do it. And finally, you're involved in singing or you have been in the past singing at church? Yeah, I have different churches I've been to, um, heading up worship teams and things like that. And then being able to be a part of a worship team, that was a whole great experience. I loved every minute of that. I don't know if that's what I'm meant to be doing. I, I believe I'm the sort of person that is meant to be out there in the marketplace. I just go where God needs me to go and do whatever it is that he needs me to do and pray that I have the ears to hear and the eyes that see that I get it right. 
Wow, it's fantastic how the Lord is using you in a variety of ways. Who mm. would have thought when you went to that conference? What was it for Amway, a multi-level yeah. marketing thing that yeah. you know they would have a non-denominational service, which would change the whole direction of your life. Mate, you're exactly right. And even with my my radio announcing on my morning show, when I'm not on air, people ring in and talk. Well, we pray. We talk. We've had Mm. healings. We've had people give their lives to the Lord in the studio here, one of the other presenters. You know, people are changing their lives. And I hear their testimonies. They say, Jane, thank you for praying for me. This has been healed. Or I'm now back at church. Or, you know... Thank you for your smile over the radio. It keeps me going every day. So sometimes you don't realize the impact you have. Mm-hmm. And we all need to hear it, I think, so that we, we, can, we know that we're doing a good job. But many times you're not going to hear it. And they're the times where you've just got to go, no, nope, God wants me here and I'm going to do what he needs me to do. Wow. Well, it sounds like you're letting your light shine in a variety of different ways beyond mm. the singing of a, a country music career. I'm trying, mate. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I appreciate it very, very much. That was Eric Scadabo chatting with Jane Kellaway about her life her country music singing, and her nationwide radio program. And of course, as we heard, she's combining all of her passions with her love for the Lord and desire to make Him known. Good on you, Jane. To learn more about Jane and her music, the website is janekellaway.com.au. That's janekellaway.com.au. Well, thanks for joining us for this musical edition of The Story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I started walking to the left and next minute this man come around the corner and he caught me by surprise because next minute as he got closer to me he drew out this this huge carving knife and started walking towards me and so I'm thinking I should scream but at that moment this high praise call come out of my mouth and next minute the guy he stopped in his tracks it wasn't until later I realised yeah that had to be an angel behind me Mary Hutton said no to retirement and decided to become a missionary in a poor section of Bogota, Colombia. She jokingly refers to it as being retreaded for the Lord and she absolutely loves ministering to the children there. We'll hear her remarkable story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.